Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, this is James Joker. Web Comics Review Interviews. And today, we're talking promotional art. So sit back, relax, and let the geek fest begin. Eventually, you want to do some good old-fashioned promotional materials. You know, some posters, calendars... Even the artwork on the website itself. In order to really make this work, you're going to have to keep in mind there are some parameters you're going to be wanting to look at. With that in mind, we're going to be exploring all the stuff you need to set up a really cool promotional art for yourself. So, with that in mind, well, let's start off with the posters. There's going to be basically two different types of posters. You're going to want to look at the possibility of doing wall posters, which are always sort of fun. You're also going to want to look at mini posters. You know, they kind of look can either like semi-flyers that are really cool and people put on their walls. Well, in order to have a successful mini poster or a regular poster, there are a lot of things, you, a lot of little details you need to keep in mind. First off, make sure that the more colorful, the better. You know, you want some rich, vibrant colors going on off the place. This is comic book art, and comic book art doesn't really do all that well if it's, say, black and white, or if you get a little too creative with it. You know, you want to show people what exactly is going on in your comic, and, well, the poster is obviously going to be something really cool you can have some fun to show off your comic with. Keep in mind the composition is going to be important. You know, you're going to want to have some actual fun with it. You know, you're going to want to explore different ways to show off your characters or certain elements of the comic. And so you're going to really need to figure out you know, the overall layout of the poster before you even get going. Keep in mind that when it comes to doing your poster, again, you're trying to show something that's representative of the comic. You're not trying to be necessarily way too artistic. I mean, sure, you can. If you want to do just, just simply the logo of the comic, go for it. If you want to show some sort of interesting motif, we're not going to stop you. But keep in mind that when it comes down to the way you're going to do it, you're either going to want to focus on one character or two. You're going to want to do a major group shot, or you're going to do some sort of parody poster. You just want to have some sort of fun with it, so that it comes across as not only are you advertising the webcomic, but you're also getting some interest in the comic itself. I mean, after all, the posters aren't just collectibles. I mean, it's great to look at it that way, don't get me wrong, but the poster is an advertisement for the comic itself. So with that in mind, you want to look at and make sure everything is looks great. Um, the really point here is to sort of ignore the rock posters and look more at the movie posters. 
I sort of suggest looking at when it comes to movie posters, even ignore, say, the standard blue and yellow, you know, where the where the posters are pretty much just the two colors, and for some bizarre reason, that people focusing on blue and yellow or red and black. Again, if it works for your comic, great, but you might have a little bit of fun. The reason I'm suggesting ignoring the rock posters is that rock posters tend to get a little too artsy. You know, the whole show a couple of blinds and that's it, or they're predominantly way too much on the text part. You just want to have, like I said, you want to have some fun, show off the comic, and if you basically follow way too many of the rock posters, it's going to get way too interesting. I mean, the poster for Pink Floyd, the wall, you know, the, where they show the prism and the rainbow coming on it, brilliant poster. But, I mean, even the one with Nirvana where they've got the baby, you know, some really cool stuff, but you don't want to get too artsy, you know. If it fits your comic, great. But nine times out of ten, you're going to want something a little bit more solid. That's sort of why I'm suggesting look at the movie posters rather than looking at the rock posters because the rock posters tend to promote the album cover. On the other hand, a lot of the movies tend to show the characters in motion and that's actually what you want. You want to see the characters, you want to see bits and pieces of the setting. So, try to look more at the movie posters than you would a rock poster. Also, and keep in mind this is a marketing situation, you're going to want to make sure that the URL of the web comic is on the poster somewhere. I mean, I don't care what other items of the text you have that are on the poster, but you're going to want at least the, the title of your webcomic, and you're going to want the URL. That way people can find it without having to do too much searching around. You know, if you want to have, you know, label each character, cool. If you want to have a tagline, great. Especially if it's uh, something really cool and catchy. But, at the very least, you're going to want people to know where to find your webcomic. Ergo, at least make sure you have the URL. You're going to find out that that URL will help a lot in terms of getting news about your webcomic out. So, and of course, last but not least, repeat after me, 300 DPI. That is the absolute minimum you're going to want to have the poster done up. Keep in mind that if you're doing a full-blown movie poster, this means you're going to be having a poster that's going to have a ridiculous amount of memory used. That's fine. You're going to want it because there's a quality of printing, and if you do it anything less than 300 DPI, it's going to suck. Note, by the way, I'm not doing full-out measurements. Uh, that's because movie posters tend to do a little bit, you know, you tend to change a little bit. I mean, I'd love to say it, say, 36 inches by 24 or even 48 by 24, but 
individual places will have different types of measurements. Just go with how big the item you're going with is and keep that in mind. But, like you said, I don't care how big the poster itself is. You're going to want high quality printing. And that means at least 300 DPI. No matter how big the file actually ends up getting. So, again, just to fix it in your head, 300 DPI minimum. Other than that, your three basic types of posters are going to be focus characters, group shots, and of course the dreaded parody poster. <laughs> the parody poster is pretty basic. You're just basically taking a really cool movie poster and throwing in your character instead. Uh, real common movies to, make, to take advantage of are Star Wars, to a degree Blade Runner, and definitely Akira. Um, Akira is just sort of cool because you've got this one guy, the one I'm referring to Akira, and if you've not seen this one, you really need to check it out. Is you basically have the guy sledding across the screen on his motorcycle, looking towards the camera. Again, it's just a really, really cool shot. Really simple to do. And everybody ends up using it. Don't be afraid to go ahead and use the Akira poster. Um, Blade Runner is another cool one just because you've got a little bit of setting. You've got a couple of major characters set prominently. You know, you've got the um, Decker and Baddies on the poster. So you've got that really cool hero villain type setup. You've also got the love interest in that Rachel is also predominantly on the poster as well. On top of that, you've got this really cool skyscraper, and you've even got one of the flippers. So, it's just, it's just a very beautiful poster, and because of the simplicity, plus how much of it shows other characters in the setting, it makes a great one to look at as well. And, of course, everybody goes after the series Star Wars posters. And... These I'm looking at specifically are the original Star Wars movie, as well as Empire Strikes Back to a lesser degree. It's just, just some really cool composition going on there, and you've got lightsabers. So of course everybody who can make fun of those posters and have a little bit of fun and throwing their own characters does so. And as far as the Empire Strikes Back goes, we're looking specifically what they call the Gone with the Wind. Which is just a really beautiful poster. And again, it shows a couple of the main characters and it shows a little bit of the setting. You know, you really can't go wrong with it. But overall, it's just sort of fun to do a parody of a movie poster. And so those are the ones that are usually looked at. Keep in mind that when you're doing a parody poster, the more detailed, the better. That is, you want to grab as many details from the original poster and copy them as much as you possibly can on your poster. You also want to throw in as much of a crowd as you possibly can. So, pick a poster and have a lot of fun with it. 
The group shots are cool if you want to do that in and of itself. These work really good, especially with the mini posters. In essence, you're basically looking at taking all of the major characters, throwing them into a hero, giving them heroic poses, and just having fun with it. If you're doing a straight group shot, you actually want to do throw in some minor themes as well. Um, you know, you're going to want to have mini. You want to have the mini groups based on relationships. That is, anytime you group characters, those three those characters have to have some sort of relationship going on. If you've got the a love triangle, those characters should go right up against each other. If you've got a definite good guy bad bad guy thing going on, again, put those guys right on top of each other and just have fun with it. Um. The one major advice I give you is that if you're going to have bad guys on the poster, give them just a little bit of shadow going on. You know, just that's just to emphasize that they are in fact the bad guys. Also, if you're using this for strictly promotional purposes, like with using the mini posters, it may not be a bad idea to actually do a little tagline of who each of the individual characters are. You know, um, again, the group shots are going to work really, really great as far as the mini posters go, but they also tend to work really good with the major poster as well. And of course, you're also going to want to do uh, focus characters. Here's where it's going to have two different approaches. If you're talking the big poster itself, you're going to be wanting to look at the hero of the piece or the point of view character or even the villain if he's really that important you know Darth Vader would raid a poster by himself obviously um Han Solo Princess Leia maybe if you're doing a picture of poster of the droids there's going to be a major what the heck were you thinking factor you know T3PO and R2D2 great characters but they don't really deserve a poster, or they don't deserve a big poster of themselves, even though I know they, that has been done. You're just trying to basically, again, you're looking at marketing. And so you're going to want to do the major characters doing something a little bit interesting. Going off with the side characters is going to cause more confusion than anything else. <laughs> However, when you're doing the mini posters, it may not be a bad idea to actually include some, you know, go after the mini characters at that point, because at that point, you're just having a lot of fun with the mini poster. I'm sort of emphasizing there's a difference between the mini poster and the mini poster, because the major poster is the one that's going to, nine times out of ten, be framed and go up on a wall, and be really prominent. You know, this just really the major push you're going to be putting on the comic. So the poster, the big poster, you know, you're going to want to have the most fun with and it's the one that's going to draw attention into the actual comic itself. Mini posters are really great for, well, more our straight flyers. Each way to look at it, you know. Big piece of art versus marketing material. It's pretty much a dividing line. 
So, whereas with the big poster, you can get away with just having the logo, whichever character you decided to have fun with, or parody, um, the URL, and that's it. With mini posters, you can actually put some actual information on, you know, character names, place names, that sort of thing. If you have something fun, mini poster is the way to go. But try to keep in mind that the poster itself is going to be something ser- is going to be serious artwork, and the mini posters are pretty much marketing materials. With that in mind, it should help set up the devising a whole lot. You're also going to want to look at the artwork for the site itself. Um, you know, the artwork on the webcomic, or the webcomic site itself needs to be representative of the comic. You, you, as per usually, you've got a couple of interesting choices to go with here. You can either go with symbols that are present within the comic a lot. Uh, you can go with characters that show up a lot and have them point out the various things that are going on in the thing. And you're also going to have a choice of animated GIFs. Those aren't necessarily bad because they actually help point out what's going on in the webcomic a lot. If you have some sort of PayPal button or any other kind of donation button, you may want to have a lot of, may have a a relatively cool little rollover for it. Um, I've personally used one where it went to a, had the characters lined up, begging for money, and if you rolled over the PayPal button, you know, they basically did a thank you little thing. Uh, rollover, for those who aren't really sure about what I'm talking about, is whenever you take the mouse, and you put it on top of the character, or the item, and it changes to something else. They're really cool, especially if you can pull them off the right way. Animated GIFs, you might want to lay off a little bit because it's so much of a 90s thing. But if you've got something that can actually really work in your favor, I'm not going to say, you you know, don't do it. One of the catches here is that you are doing a web comic versus a printed comic. This means that you can have a lot of fun with the actual house display. And to a certain degree, you're going to want to because if nothing else... You've got a few mandatories to go along. You're going to want something that points out the homepage, the archives, uh, any information. Um, definitely, you know, if you got some fan art, we'll get to that in just a sec. You're going to want that as well. As far as the button itself, you're going to want the standard um, playback button. You're going to want it forward. You're going to want to re- uh, back. You're going to want something that allows you to, you know, go to the next screen. Um, just a standard little bit of the playback button there at the bottom. In this case, you're going to. Well, I'm not necessarily looking at the major page itself, but you might want to have buttons that allow you to go all the way back to the beginning of the archive. A uh, button that allows you to go back one screen. One that allows you to go back forward a screen, and one that allows you to go to the, all the way up. Um, you're also going to want to look at some sort of scroll down where you can actually go to different characters, different arcs within the comic itself. 
yeah, I know these are some web design elements, but at the same time, it's sort of cool to develop the art for these as well, even if it's a major pain in the side of the artist. You know, you can use them as a standard, you know, the double arrow, the single arrow, that sort of thing, or you can have some sort of stylized list. As long as it points out, you know, some basic navigation within the site itself, you're good to go. You know, we're not talking rocket science, just come up with something cool that points out the various segments of your web website, and you're good to go. Having fan art is something I cannot recommend enough. Um, you're going to want to encourage fan art if for no other reason, if you get any kind of popularity, you're going to have people have, start having fun with the characters. The really cool thing about fan art is it helps to build up your, your fan base. It actually shows that people are invested in your comics and allows you to have a little bit of fun. Yeah, I know you can have artists that are going to be heavily offended. People are doing weird things with their characters. But, you know, it's something you're going to want to show off a little bit. On top of that, not only that, but it also allows you to set up reciprocal rinks. If the character, if the person is actually a relatively decent artist, and they have their own following on, say, DeviantArt or Snapchat or Instagram or wherever, at that point, fan art becomes a neat little advertisement back to your site. So, if somebody actually does submit fan art, make sure you've got somewhere on the web web page to actually you know show this off a little bit and set up some sort of link between the two. At that point, you're telling the fan, the fan artist that hey, you've done something really cool. I want people to see other stuff you've done. This, of course, will encourage more fan art. And the more fan art out there, the more links back to your site there is. So you definitely want to encourage fan art. Even though I know for a fact, at some point, the artist is not going to be happy with, with you. So, you know, something just encouraging. And then, of course, there's the dreaded calendar. Alright, there's a lot to keep in mind when you're dealing with calendars if you want to do them successfully. A lot of people screw up the calendars because all you end up doing is having 12 to 16 pieces of... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Art. And that's it. 
there is nothing really cool going on with the artist. It's just, hey, we decided to take characters, give them something solo, and put them on a page. Yeah. You don't want you want to do some serious planning when it comes to what you're doing. Because you should keep in mind you have basically four different approaches to doing a calendar. The first is you can show some the really cool preliminary drawings of stuff. This this is one of those that sounds really cool, but if it's not, but you know you've got to actually have some fun with it. You're gonna want some text explaining what's going on. You know you want to show some actual stuff. You know before that you know if you have like twenty seven different costumes. And you actually ended up settling on like one or two of them. Hey, this is the time to show off those other 25 or so other costumes. You know? You want to have some little bit of fun. Give the fans something here. The other thing is you want to actually make sure it looks good. To some degree or has some sort of really cool interesting factor going on. You don't want to just show up. Preliminary drawings and that's it. If you're going to do preliminary drawings, it also means you're going to want to do text explaining what's going on in the drawing. Especially if it's something that isn't actually going to the comic. You know, you've got this really cool character, but you ended up dropping him because, well, for, he just wouldn't play well with others. The themes of the character just didn't work out, so on and so forth. You don't want to put him in the calendar and explain why the character got dropped. You know? just something to consider if you're going to go that route. The other thing to keep in mind is that with the preliminary sketches, you know, you've really got to debate if it's something that's going to be of actual interest. This obviously is not going to be something you want to do off the first calendar. You want to keep it, do it for like the second or third calendar down the road. You know, you don't want to do this as a I've just started up my webcomic. Here's the preliminary sketches. Enjoy it. Nah. You want to make sure there's actually some interest in the community before actually going in and doing that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong. It can be fascinating. It can be incredible. It's just something you want to wait until you actually know you've got the support. Um, of course, there are the dreaded solo shots. You know, when you pair off characters and do weird things. Well, not necessarily totally weird things, but things are within the realm of that character, you know? Guy saving a little baby monster, or, you know, the bad guy saving some little baby monster, sort of cute. Or, the hero in the love interest enjoying a vacation. You basically just want to demonstrate characters doing something that builds that character. This means that you can have, not only have fun with the calendar, but actually emphasize themes that are within the comic itself. Whereas you may not want to do this the first calendar up, and save it until the second or third calendar. Nonetheless, it's a really fun way of doing the calendar. Yeah, it just gives the art, artist time to actually have some fun with it. Try some interesting things as far as composition, that sort of thing. And fans actually end up loving this kind of stuff. Especially if you're doing some sort of iconic image. It also allows you to take your big bad, 
I had the epicest, most longest webcomic ever and turned it into a, well, a one-panel gag comic for the purpose of your your calendar. You know, that's another option. Um, Some calendars do a straightforward... They just do straight solo shots. Literally, all it is is a character, no background, doing something either posing heroic, shooting something off screen, what have you. So that's another way to go about it. If you're going to do these kind of things, keep in mind that you're going to want just have general fun with it. Don't take it way too seriously. Um, that's going to apply to anything you do with calendar. Just have fun with it. Sit back. Say, hey, what would be something cool I can do with this character? And go for it. Your calendar is you're going to be doing something like that is that you're going to be wanting to give a feel for the character. That means you're obviously going to want to show the character in whatever the character's normal clothes are, reasonably normal clothes. Obviously, if you're doing a vacation shot, hey, have a little bit of fun with the beefcake and the cheesecake. Everybody likes to have their cake and eat it too. This gives you an opportunity to do that. If you want to do a bikini calendar, definitely go for it. Um... Keep in mind, however, it's not necessarily a bad idea to have pinups of not just the women, but also of the guys. If you ever want to put the guys into a speedo, hey, go for it. You know, everybody does the easy cheesy women in tight clothing or scantily clad. However, people have also had some fun doing other weird stuff. I searched just looking up the Marvel summer count uh, summer specials, just so I have ideas on what you can get away with, or not get away with. Trust me, some of those ideas really, really horrible. Yeah, Cap, we're looking at you. Strangely enough, yeah, go figure. Big buff super soldier. Unfortunately, that has got to be the worst thing I've ever seen a superhero have to wear. But, you know, if you're going to basically do solo shots and you're going to do candids, figure out a way to have some serious fun with it. It shouldn't be that hard. On the flip side, the pretty much default is the dreaded seasonal calendar. These are where you basically key whatever's going on in the picture to that particular month. You know, if you're doing um, July 4th, you're going to, you know, fireworks and barbecuing. If you're doing a winter scene, or, you know, December, January, that sort of thing, you're going to want to do something outside and in the snow or inside keeping warm. One way or another, you're going to be wanting to show what season it is. If you can key that month to one of the holidays inside of that month, so much the better. You know, everybody does their Valentine's Day on for February. It's not just because, well, obviously, yeah, it's because it is actually classic and sort of cool and iconic. But it also allows you to develop the romance within the comic more. Of course, what's really fun is if you decide to go the opposite take and, you know... Go with a love-hate relationship. The hero and the bad guy. 
brilliant when it comes to February. You know. So going through months real quick, this means that with January, you've got President's Day, Martin Luther King Day, New Year's obviously, or you can basically do a general winter theme. Perfect. February, yeah, you're going to want to focus on Valentine's Day. Yeah, there are other holidays, but that's a fun one. March, either March or April, you're going to be wanting to do something that involves people looking for stuff. Don't ask me why, but they can key into Easter depending on what year it is. Otherwise, general spring is good. May, spring rains, general spring in general. June, you're going to want to do something that involves graduations or Father's Day or Mother's Day, depending on your area, or the beginning of summer. And I mean, don't go hardcore into the swimming just yet, but I mean, you can do swimming, you know, the swimming hole, that sort of thing. That's sort of cool. July? Well, July 4th, obviously, with barbecues and fireworks. You really can't go wrong there, especially if you energy projector type characters. But you can also do general summer things as well. August? Here's where things can actually get fun. August doesn't have a whole lot of holidays, so it's generally stuck in, you know, general um, summer stuff. But, I'll let you know that in the United States, there's a little place called Sturgis, South Dakota, that has basically a biking rally. And if you don't think you can have some fun with that, seriously, you know, you can go all pop. I'll post-apocalyptic Mad Max on it and actually work for August because of that biking rally. And there's just something cool about putting uh, the concept of you know, bikers up against conservative small town people. You know. And keep in mind you also have Mount Rushmore in the background as well as the city of Deadwood which is set up in a touristy um, Wild West type of situation. Bikers, Wild West, yeah. If that doesn't have some fun with it, you're just not trying here. Uh, September, back to school, beginning of fall. I mean, if you're basically doing a fall month, nine times out of ten, it's going to be September. October, more fall, but people also tend to have fun with Halloween for some strange reason here. And characters who are generally in costumes working out with an entirely different type of costume. The only thing to keep in mind if you are doing a, going after costumes is that you might have a little bit of copyright infringement issues. So if you're going to do characters, do parodies of those characters. You know, if you got four characters, now would be a great time to do a little Fantastic Four homage. Just have fun with it. Make sure that people understand, you know, that you're not trying to threaten character copyrights and you're having some fun with it. This also allows you to show up, uh, show the personality of the characters. You know, if you basically have a character who's the ultimate maverick rogue, hey, have, and you've got some sort of theme with the rest of the characters, have him break and do something entirely different. Um, the obvious example is if you're going 
see Justice League, have him show up in a X-Men costume. Or better yet, you know, some sort of weird, almost non-costume. Keep in mind, you don't have to just look at characters. You can go after iconic, iconic uh, Halloween costumes as well. Having your sh having your shy character all of a sudden doing a sexy costume, you know, you've got the shy little geek who tends to in the comic wear nothing but the thickest possible layers. Have him show up as a caveman, you know, or have your character generally is. I hate using the word, but if you've got a character who generally tends to dress up as a slut, that would be a fun time to go counter and actually put her in some actual clothing. Yeah, that applies to both guys and girls. I know people tend to think of the woman as the one who tends to go around in a scantily clad, but let's get real, we've got a lot of guys who do the same thing. You know, when you've got super indestructibility, Odds are you're not going to be worrying about, you know, the clothes you wear. So, Dr. Manhattan dressing up as Sherlock Holmes would actually be sort of funny. Mainly because everybody doesn't exactly equate Dr. Manhattan with wearing clothes. I mean, he did spend the... He did basically actually go... You can actually tell what time era it is just by how much clothing he has. And he didn't exactly start off with a whole lot of clothing in the beginning. So, have fun with it. November. Uh, more fall. There's also Thanksgiving. And if you don't think Thanksgiving is fun, hey, you've got a holiday that's pretty much typified by football, family conflict, and lots of great food. Trust me, if you can't come up with something that combines those themes, just look at Norman Walkwell. Arguably, his Thanksgiving painting is the most parody out there. And I wish I was talking, you know, I was being hyperbolic on that. But, you know, you've got dads at the front of the table, mom handing off something, and guests on both sides of the table. You know, seriously. You, how can you not have fun with that? And a lot of people have. So, there is that. Um, you've also got people around the, watching something on the television. People relaxing. That sort of thing. I mean, I don't care if it's football or rugby or whatever. whatever kicking and ball-related sport you're dealing. This is the time to have a little bit of fun with it. And yeah, people go a little towards the macabre here. You know, they replace the football with a head. Which can work depending on the webcomic. December. Obviously, you've got Christmas. And a lot of people take advantage of that. Cliffside. you also got the beginning of winter weather. You know. December and January, if you're going to do a straightforward winter month, these will be it. You know, the sledding, the tobogganing, the ice skating. Or even people going, screw that, I'm going to stay inside with my hot chocolate. Or, shall we say, unidentified drinks of an alcoholic nature. You know? 
Some people even take the time to actually convert it into a sex scene. Hey, you got the perfect excuse for it. You got two people inside looking for something to do and trying to avoid the cold weather outside. Yeah, you may not think of it as a romantic month, but trust me, it can be. <laughs> so whatever you do, have fun with your calendar. Um, you're going to want to build it around the characters more than you want to build around the holidays. Yeah, you're going to have the holiday focus, but you want to be take that advantage and have some fun and demonstrate the personalities of your characters. This is sort of why, by the way, I was pointing out it's more of a marketing material than, or promotional material than it is just a great way to build funds. You know? You're trying to sell a webcomic, and you can either go with preliminary sketching, which is cool, uh, so people doing weird things, some sort of theme thing with that calendar, you know, a swimsuit calendar. Um, if you do swimsuit calendar, I cannot emphasize more anything more than keep in mind that whereas people default to, you know, women in bikinis, guys in speedos works just as well. You know, everybody should be exploited. So keep that in mind. Also keep in mind that we're talking promotional materials. We're not sucking stuff that you you can also sell for money here. You know, everybody wants a poster. Everybody wants a calendar. You can take those things that you're doing for the webcomic in terms of the cute little pictures and convert those little, you know, those little icons you've done that are character-based or symbol-based and convert them to stickers and buttons. So there are some really cool marketing possibilities here as well. Oh, and backing up to the calendar for a second, keep in mind that you don't have to focus on just the Christian holidays. You've got, you know, great Chinese calendar out there. You can do an African-themed calendar, so on and so forth. Don't feel limited to just the Christian ho American holidays. That gets, you know, sort of boring, but, I mean, you know, nice and iconic and all that, but... You know, don't limit yourself to just that. So anyway, with calendar, you don't want to just simply say, hey, you know, limit yourself to one ideology. You can have, go out and have actually lots of fun with it. Um, just keep in mind you want to key the right months and all that. Um, anyway. The basic thing to keep in mind is that while you're using all this stuff for promotional materials, obviously with the poster and the mini poster, you can send them out, have a whole stack of them, hand them out as freebies if you want to, or you can actually set these up as profit items. Uh, the same with the stickers, the buttons, the calendars. Um, your two basic options are you can either have them as part of your Kickstarter tiers, or you can sell them on some sort of print-on-demand site. And yeah, there's a lot of print-on-demand sites to do all these things. So, you know, I know it's going to vex your artist to come up with all this art. Nonetheless, you can actually be part of the profit factor for your webcomic. In short, and of course, I mean, in short, basically, not only can it be used from it's going to be used, obviously, used to promote the comic itself. But, you know, you can take the same art, 
throw it up on t-shirts, posters, whatever, and it works. So, just have some fun with it. And have I mentioned 300 DPI anytime soon? So, anyway, my parakeet is telling me I need to wrap all this stuff up. So, right, Rodan. So, summing up, posters. The main posters you want to have just something iconic, something cool, something that makes sense. Uh, if you do parody posters, great, but keep in mind you want to keep as true to the spirit of the parody as possible. Uh, mini posters are going to be specifically used more as flyers. Make sure on both of these that you have the URL. Always have the URL. Calendars. Key in the holidays if you can. Keep in mind the general mood of the season if you can't, don't want to. But always have fun. And like I can't emphasize enough, if don't forget that you don't have just cheesecake possibilities, you have beefcake possibilities. I don't care if your characters are nothing but scrawny nerds. Go for the parody value. Um, you're going to want to set up for your webcomic itself ways to navigate on the site. You're going to want to have your archive pi pictures or icons. You know, your general information, your fan art. Don't forget the fan art. Fan art rocks. And of course, how to move from one comic to another. So, and like I keep pointing out, this stuff can be used to sell. Just ignore Rodan. Um, you know. Yeah, I'm speeding up. Okay. So that's basically where you need to be. Have some fun with it. And, uh, that's it for tonight. How are you life? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.